This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. And welcome to the Blank Podcast, the podcast where we talk to well-known guests about their lives, their careers, and navigating and negotiating those difficult moments along the way. I'm Josh Perry Phillips, and with me is Jim Daly. Hello to you. How are you doing? I'm all right, man. How are you? I'm good, actually. Yeah, not too bad at all. Busy, busy. Lots going on, uh, but all good stuff. Um, but yeah, feeling yeah, feeling right at the moment. Good. Yeah, what about you? Feeling feeling good in a good space. Well, it's now the summer holidays, right. so it's nice to um, relax a little bit more. I mean, I'm still working, yeah. but it's nice to have a bit more relaxation. Yeah, definitely. I think you've earned it. Thanks. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if I have. Um, yeah, you have. You've earned it. Well, everyone's, fair enough, everyone's we, earned it. Well, we we talk about this on the podcast. What well, we're so good at. Um, because, you know, like as Callie Beaton said on the last ep- or episode a couple of times ago, that uh, clearly this bit is unscripted, which it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but often we do end up talking about things that are in the podcast, um, uh, weirdly. And we did yeah. talk about this with our amazing guest today, which is Kima Bob. And yeah. And we talk about, like, having more rest. As creative people, we don't rest enough. Yeah. Yeah, it came up really early in the episode, I mm. think. Like, we sort of got into it really quickly on this one. Yeah. Um, but you're right, we do. I mean, yeah, Kimo was talking about giving... We were talking about the balance, weren't we, of, like, mm. working on stuff, but having a break to then give yourself the brain power to think about stuff to then work on and all that balance and stuff. So, yeah, it's almost like we script these intros. I mean, maybe we should just say they are and people could... No, because they think, no, what it's, shit it's... scripts, they're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'd, they'd find us out quickly. How do they, they? How do they script it so solid that it sounds like they're making it up on the spot? It's, they're, they're geniuses. <laughs> if only they knew. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was a really fantastic episode. Big fans of Kima. Obviously, we met Kima when we did our one and only live performance of the podcast, which, you know, it's lovely to be able to do some more live ones, but obviously we haven't been able to see that over the last few years. But yeah, so we got to meet Kima, introduced us on stage. And um, yeah. yeah, and just been sort of following her work ever since. And she's fantastic um, comedian, stand up, and actress, and uh, is doing a really, really m- remarkable new podcast as well, which she talks to us about. Yeah, um, yeah. So meeting her was 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 one of those moments where you're just like, oh, thank thank goodness this person's sort of come into my life because she was just absolutely mm. lovely, and um, she was. We just connected with her so well, and she really helped us. I was quite nervous as doing that live show that live podcast first and today only um but she was really great at getting us ready for that so you could tell she was a sort of compassionate person mm. um and then so obviously we just planned to get her on ever since um but she's gone from strength to strength since that, that was like three years ago mm. um and yeah she's doing a lot of i mean incredibly funny um but a lot of very important work as well so her podcast uh fuck it up which is part of the females of color uh, show live show that she does um it turned into a podcast uh really important really fascinating and interesting and obviously ultimately very funny uh production as well so she's doing great things but it was just lovely talking to her she was i knew she'd be a great guest and uh she's very sort of a deep thinker but very funny mm. and she's got a very interesting story as well and i think we'll save this bit for the patrons but the story around what happened to her at uh latitude yeah Winter. Which is fascinating. Yeah, it's really funny because obviously we only met on a day, but she, like, she arrived a bit earlier and ended up um, staying at someone very, very famous's house. But we won't reveal yeah. who that was. But it was, uh, yeah, a remarkable story, really. And she must have had quite a whirlwind weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I didn't even, I didn't even know that. Um, so we're going to save that for our patrons. So join our patron, patreon.com slash podcast to find out that and um, well, of course we do extra content with all our guests each week so do sign up for that it's £2.50 a month which is not much at all for, for bonus content from all our guests every week on the blank on the blank podcast mm. um before we get into it should we do some tweets which i remember to do this week because i think mm. i forgot last week well i 
I've got a message on LinkedIn of all places. Oh. I, I, it's one of those sort of forgotten about sort of social media kind of <laughs> oh, sites. Oh, poor isn't LinkedIn. It? I mean, I think there's quite a lot of people do use LinkedIn. We yeah, they have. I mean, we've done we've done adverts for them, and then we'd happily do them again. Yeah, well, I mean, LinkedIn. I, it's a fantastic platform. Yeah, well, I've delved back into LinkedIn more recently, and I, I quite like it. And there's some there's some really positive affirmations being put about on there and i like that's it good yeah mm. that's good again and never say no to a bit of positivity because well, it's a sort of business more business minded isn't it and work and employment kind of minded you'd think it would be a bit more cutthroat but it's not it's a very very nice place to be anyway we've well, got that's a, good yeah i'm not a business person but i feel like a lot bit more positivity in business well i think all types of business as well there's a lot of creative people on there which i interact with so that's nice yeah, that sounds good. Okay, anyway, sorry, you were going to say. Well, I've got a lovely message from a guy called Fred Goff, who's, I think he's a long, long-standing long listener to the podcast, and he sent us a message saying, fantastic as always. This is after listening to the Cali Beaton episode, which has had a lot of people have uh, messaged mm. about, actually. It's been a really, really well-received episode. Anyway, fantastic as always. Keep up the terrific work on this podcast. Always a true delight to listen uh, due to the humility and honesty demonstrated not only by the guests, but also Giles and Jim. Uh, to, thank you for making this perfect project. That is a really nice message. Thank you so much. Which is Fred Goff. Fred Goff, yes. Fred Goff, great name. And uh, thank you for that. It's a really nice message as well. Um, I've got one here from a regular. So this is from Dr. H, who we haven't mentioned for a bit. But this is an interesting tweet. Because Doctor says, after finding Blank Pod when Sophia Miles was on, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a while back now, I finally managed to work my way through all the available episodes. Wow. Yeah. Completely. How many hours is that? Jeez. That's going to be a lot. Isn't Gee it? whiz. Wow. That is some serious commitment. Um, but the Doctor goes on, problem is, I now only get one a week to look forward to. <laughs> oh, um, sorry about that. We wish we could do more a week, but, oh. uh, you know, it's not possible. But thank you for, you know, that dedication for catching up. That's yeah. absolutely amazing. We'd love to hear what some of your favourite episodes are. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, Doctor, let us know what your favourite episodes, Dr. H. Um, and anybody can get in contact, of course. We'd love to hear from you. Our Twitter handle is? At BlankPod. And it's the same on Instagram and Facebook as well. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the same. I forgot to do that. Uh, so, yeah, please do get in contact. Let us know. If you've completed that catalog. You can talk to us on LinkedIn. So, uh, I've just got my own profile on LinkedIn. So, Giles Payphilip. So, yeah, you can message on LinkedIn as well. I don't, I don't am I on LinkedIn? I'm not sure. You I must am. be. You must have your CV on there. I think I do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's do. interesting to look back because you can look back and see what jobs you were doing in 1995. And... <laughs> I was at school in 1995. Oh, man. <laughs> I was at college, to be fair. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. Should we kick on with the, the episode before we go into our work life history? Yes. I think uh, we should. This... Yeah. Okay. This is the fantastic, the brilliant, the lovely Kima Bob on the Blank Podcast. Yeah, it's a good day, good time. Just uh, trying to find balance all the time, you know? Like the balance between like... um, taking care of yourself and resting and, like, pushing forward, you know? I think it's, like, the curse of being a dreamer where it's, like, you want more and the, the you know, goalpost is always moving and at the same time it's, like, but you got to rest to be able to come up with new dreams. It's Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. And I think it comes up on the podcast quite a lot and then you're con- you've constantly got that feeling of of guilt or i certainly mm. do they're like oh i'm not treating myself well enough and resting and then when you do you're like oh but i'm not being creative and doing stuff and it's just it never seem to find that sort of place of serenity where you're like okay i'm happy in this place for a bit yeah. and this makes sense i've constantly got those guilty feelings i think also like if the people well if you yourself aren't on board with the fact that like you deserve rest or you deserve to have a nice time or also like if the people around you aren't on board with the fact that they deserve rest or they deserve a nice time then you can catch yourself feeling like a little diva you know what I mean and be like who do you think you are you think you're in the position to rest you want what off you want to take a day off now and it's like no we should all be getting a day off (laughs) We oh, yeah, we so need definitely. a day off. Like my wife has to mm. keep telling me to have days off. 
because mm. and, and I'm I'm work. I don't have a wife. Well, no, I'm I don't sorry about have. That. <laughs> yeah. To tell you to take. Yeah, so I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I know it is good having that person to tell you to stop. But yeah, I, I'm because mm. I keep working when I don't when I haven't got any work. Which yeah, is really I know shit what you mean. Because you, I know what you mean. Yeah, I have like you know like this last couple of weeks I've been quite quiet work wise, um, but I'm still like just on the computer all day trying to do stuff. Yeah, it's actually um, it's interesting how like uh, people sometimes really glamorize busyness, um, and I don't think it's cute. I don't think it's yeah. glamorous. Um, and people are like, oh, you keep them busy, you keep them busy. Then what I ask now, if I ask someone how they're doing, and they'll, if they say they're busy, and then I make sure I go, busy in a way that you like. Yeah. You know, busy in a way that feels nice. Because I think we, we get it twisted, and it's, I, I get quite uh, mentally busy. Well, there's not like a, a lot going on outside, yeah. but there's a lot going on inside. Ooh. Yeah. That's, I think that is where I'm at most of the time, is, is the inside busy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, uh. yeah. How are we going to, you got to do that. You got to, so busy thinking yeah. about how you need to do that. You don't have any energy to do that. Yeah, completely. Do you know, I was just thinking, actually, when you're talking about, like, meeting people, do you know what would be a good question to say to people? Because mm. you're totally right, like, maybe not just not this country, maybe most countries, we really sort of fetishise hard work yep. and hustle. Yep. And work harder, work smarter, mm-hmm. hustle, hustle, all that kind of stuff. It'd be nice if you met someone, and instead of being like, you know, oh, how's work, whatever, yeah. I'd be like, what, how are you? What's making you happy at the moment? Or, like, what, yes. what are you enjoying at the moment? Yes. What are you enjoying at the moment? Honestly. Then, like, you can talk about stuff you actually like. Yeah, because we get a lot of, um, oh, and what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, uh, mind your business. Also, it's tough, I think, as a <laughs> comic, because um, uh, I think a lot of people, especially if they haven't, like, if they're not familiar with your work, they just assume that you're, like, a struggling hobbyist. Yeah. And so what do you do for me sometimes puts me uh, in a position to feel like I need, like, not only am I going to have to tell someone that I do this job, but I'm going to have to convince them that I'm secure in it and that I'm good at it. And that's a lot of work. Yeah. That's actually way more than I feel like doing. <laughs> yeah, you're on the back yeah. foot initially. Like, right at the start of the conversation, you're sort of, like, yeah. back into a corner a bit. Just, like... Fuck yeah! Like oh no, what what do I do? I'm a scientist, mate. <laughs> just keep it vague. Have you ever lied? Have you ever lied? I don't. Just, like, I don't lie, else? but I do push it along. So um, you know, some people, especially like older people, um, will slip into a bit of a patronization where they go, "Oh, where do you do your little shows?" <laughs> um, little shows. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah, where do you do your little shows? Um, and uh, you know, or like the occasional like cab driver who's like. You done anything I would have ever seen, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And then I go, maybe I don't know what you watch, or, or where do you do your little shows? Oh, just or wherever I feel like. <laughs> just keep it moving, or just push it along. I'm like, I can't, I can't get into this. I've had to justify what I do to myself. Now I have to do it yeah, to you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Give me a break. I know, absolutely. I, I tend to just try and avoid. Well, A, avoid the question, but mm. then I'll just deviate onto the other person straight away, pretty yeah. much. Also, it's really complicated to express exactly what you do, I think, because there's so many facets yeah. to what we do. Because as creatives, we're not doing one singular thing generally, are we? We're doing loads of different Mm-mm. things. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's difficult as well. Honestly, look, recently, um, guys... I don't know if you know this, but making a podcast is actually a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> have you yes. have you come across this? I don't know if this is anything. <laughs> and um, it's so mad to me because the amount of work it takes, I don't think uh, the average person imagines when they hear the word podcast. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And um, 
So recently I've launched a new podcast. I'm very excited about it. And what we're doing is we're putting on live shows, recording those live shows, um, and then editing them down so that they're nice and snappy and can be, like, shared with the world. Um, And so there's the element of having to, like, produce, book, promote live shows. Promotion is evil. I fucking hate it so much. It's Mm -hmm. the most disgusting thing I've ever had to be a part of in my life. Um, And I went to a Christian college in Texas. (laughs) 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 It's so bad. So there's that element. And then you're like recording the thing. Then you're trying to figure out what edits you need, etc. And um, there's so much that goes into it. And then when you tell someone, they're like, what have you been working on lately? And I'm like, oh, I've been making this podcast. They can't hear all that in the word podcast. Um, And then they have the nerve to go, and what else you been working on? (laughs) And I go, I don't have the time. Yeah, it's amazing how time-consuming it is. I think because Jim and I just make it ourselves. So, you know, we kind of share, like, mm. the the editing duties. But, yeah, there's all mm. the other stuff. Like like you say, booking the guests and, well, you well, know, promo, the promo is the, promo yeah. Is and I hate God. it. I've got a book just come out and I've hated doing any promotion. Oh, gosh. And it's, it's fucked up, right? Because your book... This podcast, they're good things, right? It's not like we're trying to sell fucking, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It's not like we're trying to sell candy where we're like, oh, you got to have it. Yeah. You got to have it. Trust me, you want it. Like, these are things that would actually bring some kind of joy, enlightenment to people. Like, you want them to have them, but still, it feels so cringe being like, ooh, listen to my stuff. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, subscribe, yeah. like and subscribe, <laughs> tell a friend. God. Yeah. It f- it, you're so right. It feels horrible. And I think it's obviously probably a lot of creative um, first feeling goes against it because i think you need to so for example my when i was doing so i'm in the middle of edinburgh promo at the moment which is which is which is horrendous and it's just it's just you feel like you're You're selling your soul you see the soul drifting out of you (laughs) honestly (laughs) because you're also just like i think it's uh especially this far out from the fringe i think it feels a little different when you're in august where maybe you can see the return like yeah. maybe later that day with who like shows up um yeah. but i think like this far out it's kind of like please come and a lot of people especially ticket wise <laughs> are buying their tickets like on the day or closer to yeah. um oh god yeah. i'm so sorry jim oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> it's also like because when you're in edinburgh like everyone's in that bubble and they expect they're like okay i'm gonna be flyered i'm gonna people are gonna promote the show great but you're right outside of it it feels a bit icky and i'm very much the first person who is almost apologetic. So mm. I, last year when I was promoting my previews, I put on my Facebook page something like, so sorry to do this, guys, but like, I'm promoting my show. Or oh, here's, here he is again promoting a show kind of thing. And my wife was like, who's also a performer, was like, don't do that. Mm. Like, you, you might think that, but other people aren't in that same mindset and they're probably thinking oh cool jim's doing a show or oh and as soon as you start apologizing for yeah, it yeah 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 it yep. reflects onto them but it's yep. so hard it is i i posted something recently where i was like i don't want to be one of those people that's always putting like promo on um online so here's a picture of me looking cute with some promo hidden in there and someone just said stop apologizing what you're doing is fun and lovely and like you shouldn't feel ashamed of telling people about it and i was just like thank you one person (laughs) but i feel gross especially when like you know these days I i feel like um promotion i have a friend actually um, called Darkwa, and they are like, I don't know, like a model influencer, just ethereal being. Um, and a lot of their Instagram is branded content, but they do it so artfully. Mm. It's, I, I, I can't even tell you. I'm just like, 
the amount of work that you've had to put into telling people to buy this makeup palette, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's not even like cringe or anything gross. Like they'll be like, um, you know, living in my experience um, as a non-binary individual, I feel um, judged. But when I use insert product here, <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, oh my god, and the visuals that they put with this stuff, and I'm just like, I feel so bad that I'm just like, here's another poster, please come to yeah. the show, thanks, <laughs> with like no photos or anything of like my life in between. But that, do you think, like, it, well, I mean, that is a real art form, I think, doing those kind of promos. And Honestly, if skill. you can do them well. Yeah, definitely. But either way, like, going back to the apologising thing, if somebody already follows you on social media and they've gone mm. to the effort to do that, they're going to like what you have to say, surely, mm-hmm. and they're going to like what you have to promote outside of you having to apologise for it. Oh, it's sad. It's just another, it's another leg of the work that I don't think is... Um, acknowledge. I don't even know if I acknowledge it within myself how much energy it takes. Do do you have that? Do you have that where, like, for me, I think I get it from my mom. My mom is a very, like, go, go, go person. Um, And she's the kind of woman that will make, like, a huge to-do list and then will just be like, yeah, and I should be able to do all of that today. Um, And she can't. There's no way. There's no way. There's not enough time. There's not enough energy. Um, and I think I get that from her where I'll be like, I'll, I'll underestimate the time and energy that things take. Yeah. And then I'll be like, oh, I'm exhausted. Well, why? You just did <laughs> this, this, and this. And I think I'm always like, yeah, always just really severely underestimating how much energy and, and time as well, what I do takes because when you write it out it seems kind of like oh you know uh, work on that thing post those things and then you're just like oh I need a nap and it's like have you earned a nap and it's just like hey man you need one and now I'm going back and forth about what I have to do to rest (laughs) yeah it is it's really hard and also we don't take into account the energy that's taken out of us if some of those things don't go the way we want them to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so if you put yeah. out posts and stuff and they're not quite going how you uh-huh. want or whatever it might be, or Ooh. the promotion side of stuff particularly. Oh. You know. I love the hide likes. Hide oh, the like count. So good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, thanks, I, yeah. Instagram. Yeah. I inf- I will. I will. I had a moment where I posted something the other day. It was an article, um, and I got interviewed, and I hit the like count, and I had a moment where I almost wanted to undo it because I was like, this is actually performing pretty nicely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe they should see the like count. <laughs> yeah, I've not tried that yet. Oh, I've it's, not tried it's the, changed, it, the, yeah, the hide like thing. I love it. Edition. I love yeah. it. I wish they would just do it automatically, honestly, yeah. like yeah. because I feel like... I feel like people get discouraged from sharing things or putting things out there based on, you know, what kind of whatever it's getting. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, life. Yeah, I think... I know, it's weird, isn't it? Well, and I think also what it makes us do is is we we start to tailor differently what we're putting out there. So there might be stuff that we really want to put out there because we believe in it. And then because it maybe doesn't get the right recognition... We kind of change yep. the way that we're doing stuff. And I think we, as creatives, we yep. often do that. And that can be detrimental oh, yeah. to what we actually want to do. The actual thing. A thousand percent. Like, um, I had a friend recently who's getting ready to go to the Fringe who did a preview. Uh, she, uh, she was covering for someone. And um, so it wasn't, like, her crowd. It was that person's crowd. But her show didn't please that person's crowd. And she walked away with so much doubt about her show. And I had to remind her that you don't need your work to please everyone. And yeah. if you start trying to do that, then you'll get further away from who you are, what you like about what you do, and what the people who truly support you like about what you do. Because you went to some town and couldn't appease a room full of people who didn't even agree to see you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, that's so true. And also, whatever you do in terms of creativity, there is an audience out there who will like it. It's just finding you them. But find they are them. out there. Yeah, yeah. They are out there and they will like your stuff and but as you say some won't and you can't 
you know, you can't be everybody's cup of tea, and that's just. Mm-mm. And if you are, then what kind of tea are you? Yeah, <laughs> that's a fact. A real mix of yeah. tea. Yeah, yeah, a dirty pint of tea. Yeah, somehow. what is that? <laughs> so true. Yeah. Gosh. Oh man, I had a funny thing online this week actually, where I, I've started doing these little football sketchy things, and I did one. And all my, my comedy is very just like gentle. It's not like ranting, right? Very gentle. Yeah. And I did one was I was I slightly I just missed the mark a bit, and I was a little bit harsh on this footballer, and and loads of people replying saying like, "Well, oh, this isn't like you. This is a bit. This mm. feels a bit harsh." And I we like this. Do what? Do what? Yeah, I like this side of you, Jim. Rip into him. Rip into him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do it worse. Um, no, it's interesting. They, they they clearly obviously got used to a sort of certain style from me, and mm. and I definitely got it wrong. And so and I thought about taking it down, but instead, what I've done, I don't know if this is the right thing to do or not. I've no idea. But I thought yeah, instead, I'm going to reply know. to the. No. no, we never know because like if I take it down, maybe it's like I'm embarrassed by it, and I, mm. I am a little bit. But part of me was like, do you know what? I'm going to reply to the comments of people saying this is not like you, and I'm going to say, do you know what? I got this one wrong. So mm. most of the comments, I said, do you know what? Yeah, you're right. I've, got, I've missed the mark here. I've got this one wrong. Mm. I hope it does well. All that kind of stuff. And mm. I, to be honest, I'm still 48 hours in, so I've no idea if that's going to work or not. Yeah, but but it's also, just interesting. Do you know sometimes like if you don't have a, like a meal before you do something, or if you haven't had enough rest, and then it's like, oh, now all of a sudden I'm a fucking monster yeah <laughs> and i think sometimes like it's just, uh, sometimes it just comes down to the human condition yeah it's like i was a bit cranky actually <laughs> yeah. yeah maybe i was i think i was trying to do something really quickly in a moment didn't have much time had this idea i thought oh, i'll do that did it did it did it was in so in the moment didn't really think about it mm. and then afterwards it's like oh yeah no i have i've slightly you used up a lot of energy mm. replying to everyone as well haven't you that's a lot of apologizing yeah, yeah i have yeah I have, but I don't know if that's a good thing because I'm showing that I've made a mistake and it's yeah. okay to make mistakes. I'm owning it. Oh, uh, what are you, a, a human person? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. How dare you? Ugh. How dare you be a human who's flawed? Ugh. Get it together. <laughs> I think it's it's really interesting, like, the time and space that we're in right now where everyone's trying to figure out how to apologize Everyone's trying to figure out how to apologize or trying to tread so carefully that they never have to. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. like, do I open my notes app or like, what, 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 what yeah. do I do? <laughs> it's always notes. It's always People a notes love app. a notes app. About, like, it's, it's like, I think it's a, it's a very interesting time of um, this mix of sometimes it's accountability and sometimes it's just... Um, I don't know. Sometimes it is like accountability and a good thing. And sometimes it just feels like people, I don't know, like prying or seeing if they can get someone to fold. Mm. Um, The internet is a beautiful and dangerous place. Yeah. This podcast, unsurprisingly, mm. um, it is. Yeah, do you? What's your relationship like with it? Do you do you give yourself distance from it or or anything like that? It depends. Like, so um, I'm not a, a big uh, I'm not a big tweeter, and sometimes I feel bad because um, I don't make um, online content, including tweets. Um, and most of the time, when I tweet something, I think yesterday I tweeted something like. I'd like to be, a, I really want to be asleep right now. And the fact that I'm not is a crime. Um, and, you know, it's I'm not just like, ooh, blah, 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 this joke. I'm yeah. just like, these are my feelings. Yeah. Uh, I used to, I used to actually tweet a lot more before I started journaling. <laughs> now I just keep my thoughts to myself. <laughs> um, but, but um, so sometimes I feel bad that, and also on Instagram, my Instagram uh, has become more uh, pro- professional or promotional, um, and it's not really like come into my head, come into my life. And I do, um, I, I used to, I think, enjoy being like come into my head a bit more, um, but I've been trying to figure out 
what's what's going on in my head but also I think as more people have started to um, follow me and stuff I just want to be careful mm. about what I'm putting out there um, and not not necessarily for like how people see me but more so how especially when it pertains to like mental health content how I could yeah. be making people see themselves yeah, I mean, you're clearly a very compassionate person, and that that really comes across. And you're, mm, thanks, I think bro. you're right. No, but I thought that when we when we met you as well. And I, but mm. I think it's um, it's absolutely right to be thinking about the people that follow you, how they might react to stuff because they are people as well. They're not just numbers on a screen. Mm. So they obviously will react to stuff in certain ways. So it's all very well you putting your stuff out there and your thoughts and stuff. But you're absolutely right. I think to have compassion for your. Oh, man. I remember one time it was quite um, cold in the UK and I, I was in Ghana and I was having such a nice time and it was so warm and I was so full of joy and I was buying like mangoes off the side of the road and just having the time of my fucking life and I didn't really post anything about it because I just felt bad because <laughs> my friends at home were like, it's dark. I'm sad. Um, you know, when when will this this freeze end? Um, and I was just like, fuck. Like, I don't, I don't want to. Like, yeah, I don't know. So, but I, I don't know. It's 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 tricky. And then uh, yeah. people are mean on the internet. I don't know if you've noticed. Yeah, um, there's, but, there's one or two, isn't there? That are a bit, yeah. Just a couple. <laughs> one or two. Um, just a couple. <laughs> like I have the word voice muted on Twitter. Um, Really? Because when I do certain, like, uh, TV programs and go on certain platforms, um, Radio 4 is, like, notorious for it, in my experience. Um, People are like, ah, this is horrible. And they always feel the need to, like, mention me, to at me. And it's like, just, I'm not a person that Googles my name. You could just not at me. Like, yeah. say your hateful shit, but you don't have to bring it into my mentions, bro. Like, I, I, I'm sorry that you think I've ruined your day, but why do you insist on trying to ruin mine? I, I actually, like, I went on um, I went on House of Games, and people were really nasty, and um, other people who were on the show, like, had to tweet, like, why are you doing this? <laughs> like, they are like, why are you doing this? And Richard even sent me a message, and he was like, I'm sorry about this, Kima, but if it helps, you know, so many people have tuned in to this episode and seem to really like it. Um, and it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's so much, so much uh, hate and energy out there. Yeah, you're, you're, and you're so right about them bringing it into your space because, like, I completely agree. Like, if someone doesn't like what I do, tweet about it, whatever. You can say, oh, this Jim Daly guy's not funny, he's an idiot, whatever. But there's no need to, like, put, put it in, reply yeah. to me or, like, quote, tweet me. And, like, what? Yeah. That's, a, that's a different level of, of, of almost, like, sociopathism. That's, that's I what, think people, word? I feel like people, when you're on the other side of a screen... Or on the other side of audio, when you're not in their face, I think they forget that you're also a person. Yeah. Or they think yeah. that you've put yourself in the position where um, it's like uh, receiving hateful shit is not a part of my job. That's not a part of my job description. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, this is controversial for a stand up, I don't even feel like people heckling is a part of my job like i think that's you fucking with me doing my yeah, job yeah <laughs> yeah i agree i agree you know yeah. i'm just like shut the fuck up um but yeah so i i think it's weird like people think and i don't know if they think that we're rich or something like i don't know what the fuck people think where they're like you can take it you have this 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 but like i'm not an elected official or whatever the fuck. Like, I've not actually done anything to make your quality of life less good. But you, by, you know, however many of you doing this, are actually impacting my quality of life. And that's fucked up. I don't know what that yeah. sound is. I can't do anything about it. I don't live here. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> I don't oh, I'm sure it's not important. I'm like... <laughs> Someone's buzzing. I don't know. What if I just let in a stranger? Yeah, I wouldn't. 
Oh, it stopped. Oh. No, it's still happening. Oh. Who is that? What is that? Oh, okay. That, that gonna... added a weird level of jeopardy to the <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Um, I'm going to text the person and say, someone is buzzing at the door. Should I get it? Good question. So funny. So uh, I had therapy on Zoom, right? And uh, the guy just stayed downstairs while I was doing my therapy in his room. I do the podcast, and it's like, I'm going to give you some space. (laughs) (laughs) The fuck? I want to listen in to the other stuff. Yeah. I'm not interested in podcasts. This, yeah, yeah, you can, I'm going to go to the gym. I'll give you some space. Hilarious. <laughs> God. Oh, man. What were we talking about before? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Oh, pilot. Oh, the stuff. Yeah. Internet yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's just yeah, a it's, It is. And it doesn't, like, like you say, it sort of doesn't need to be. But Mm-mm. it seems to be something. And it does, as I said, it does come up on the podcast a lot with, with, with people. And it just seems to be this kind of thing where you're just like, if you're doing anything creative, you're at the public eye, well, you've got to deal with it. I, I feel like it's like, I don't know if it's some sick, twisted thing of, like, they want to make us pay. Or I wonder sometimes, as, like, a young woman and as, like, a young black woman and young black queer woman in the comedy space, if there are people out there who wish that they had the courage or talent to do what we do that are, like, you have the audacity to go out there and make a living doing this and I don't like you (laughs) and it's like you don't have to and like I don't know if you wanted to be a stand-up and like you've never had the courage to go do it that's not on me yeah yeah it's a it's a reflection thing I think isn't it like I think if people are tweeting stuff like that that's not a reflection that Mm. they're not in a good space yeah it's a whole shebang the internet, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. God God bless it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As a whole. <laughs> Tell us about getting into comedy, because you're from Houston originally. Yeah, yeah. so I'm from Houston, and I, I was actually studying theatre in undergrad in college, and... Um, it was it was so weird because I think this happens with a lot of like drama programs um, where I thought I was bad, but turns out it was bad. Mm. Um, and what sucks yeah. about also drama programs when you think you're bad but it's bad is you go to get better. Um, anyway, I was in a class and um, I was held after class by one of my professors who was like a hilariously passive aggressive man. And um, he was like, hey, I need you, I would like you to stop talking um, in my class. Um, But your comments are hilarious. And I'd like to encourage you to audition for the improv troupe. And because I wasn't getting, I did audition for the improv troupe, made it in fun times, and I wasn't getting a lot of um, affirmation or validation about my acting ability from the program, um, which we don't even have time to go into it. But let's just say that the chairman is no longer the chairman, and a lot of people like came forward to reveal that he was like um, misogynist and fat phobic and did oh, quite a few shit. things that were like racially fucked up as well. Um, so it turns out it was actually quite a toxic environment, um, which is good to know because now. I'm reclaiming my acting ability um, and trying to like own that at this point. Um, But uh, because I wasn't getting a lot of uh, energy or affirmation um, from my course, I kind of leaned into the comedy group and the joy and fun that we were having there. Um, And after, so I started to get into improv. 
in like the summertime, I would go back to Houston and take some improv classes, and it was even more fun. And they were like, "We love this kid," and I was like, "I love being loved." <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was having a great time. And then after I graduated from college, I didn't have a lot of faith in my abilities as an actor, but I did really enjoy being on stage. Um, so I went to study improv in LA. Luckily, my nana lived there, so I could stay at her house, which was fun because she lived in like a 55 plus community and I was like the only young Amazing. person on the ground. <laughs> awesome. Incredible, incredible scenes, incredible sights. Um, studied improv there, um, started doing stand up there a bit and uh, felt very lost and confused about how I was going to survive and make money in this world. So I decided to get a master's in television um, here in London. And I studied abroad here um, like three years into my uh, undergrad degree. So I knew that I liked this place. I knew that the um, media scene... I mean, I grew up watching like BBC America with like the Inbetweeners was on it. And um, I, I watched a little Doctor Who. Um, it was kind of like a David Tennant episodes. Mm-hmm. And then I think Matt Smith is yeah. his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so watched a bit of that, um, a little bit of Graham Norton sometimes. Um, and so I kind of had uh, an affection, affinity for the culture. And I knew that British media was like nice. Um, and so I thought I would work in television. I thought I was going to work in TV. And I actually I graduated. I was doing some work experience placements. I had this like mentor guy who used to make a lot of TV programs about trains and steam engines and shit. Um, (laughs) And he helped me to, um, like, get, I think, a a runner job. Um, It was just for, like, one day. But I, I now know how annoying... Oh, and this sounds so fucked up, but I don't care. I now know how annoying it is when um, a runner has uh, secret aspirations to have your job. <laughs> yeah. When they're like, I will go get you a tea, but actually, I'm a stand-up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I remember um, I'm doing the job, and uh, Ramesh was there, and um, I just remember the internal panic, because Ramesh was a vegan, and we had to get snacks, and for some reason it was so hard for me to think about what vegan snacks were. Fucking idiot. (laughs) Um, I was just like, oh. I was like, what can you eat? Oh. And I got him this stuff, and I was like, are these okay? And he was just like, yeah, they're fine. And I was like, whew. I did it. <laughs> so nonsense. I wasn't. I wasn't very good. I had like a researcher work experience placement, um, and none of that was like clicking along. But I started to do stand up here more, and I had on my list of things to do before I left London, before I finished my program and left, um, to do stand up at least once while you're in London. That was my intention at one point. Was just to do it once. And it's fucking insane that I'm now, like, a professional comedian person. It's so weird to me. Like, I was so afraid. I was so scared. And I was like, hey, scared girl, just do it once before you go. And I had so much fun. Um, And it was through... It was through meeting people who enjoyed my work that then recommended me to do other stuff, like um, Bisha K. Ali, who's so awesome. Um, I was in this horrible improv troupe. I hope they don't mind me saying. Um, (laughs) It was so bad. And uh, Bisha was a guest at our show, Um, and she and I kind of clicked, and she was like, I like you. I'd like to recommend you for, like, some gigs and stuff, if that's cool. And she recommended me to do, like, The Guilty Feminist, which has been so lovely. Um, And then also through Improv, I met um, Amy Annette, who's awesome, and recommended me to do other things, like host. Um, The first thing I emceed was actually... um, 
it was like a concert for this great organization called Girls Rock London. Um, and Girls Rock London get, um, like, women and non-binary people into music and, like, teach them how to, like, play guitar Amazing. and shit and, like, oh, cool. form bands and stuff like that. So they were having, like, a showcase. Um, and I hosted awesome. that. And Nish, Amy's partner, came, and he was like, I fuck with this kid. Um and, you know, I recently was, like, opening for him on tour. So it's all been very natural and beautiful. And it wasn't the plan, but it's so much better than the plan. Because the plan was limited by, like, my fear and, like, my limiting beliefs about myself and about what's possible. Like, I love that I'm doing what I'm doing. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad that my plan didn't happen because yeah. the more I do, like, uh, TV stuff and I see how fucking boring production is. I'm just like, ooh, spreadsheets? No thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's such a great, it's such a great story. And it's, uh, I'm really glad you shared about the plan not going, not mm. working. Because I think so many people have their plan. And if it doesn't work out, they maybe get frustrated with themselves. And it's really beautiful to hear someone talking about the joyous part of the plan not not working out mm. and and i guess but i guess you were in a, a mindset or a place where you were open to this this other potential path yeah i think i was just afraid of it and i definitely didn't have the um whatever to just like go for it right like i don't think i don't think i had the most affirming upbringing i don't think that my upbringing made me very brave so every like brave move that I've made moving to London even deciding to study theatre at college the anxiety and fear and doubt and cycling through even moving to LA like all of these uh, big choices they took so much energy and courage um, that I've kind of built this fortitude of courage, I guess, and I'm really grateful for, but I didn't have the balls to be like, I'm going to do that, and it didn't seem safe, and also, I'm very anti being a starving artist, I don't think it's necessary, yeah, (laughs) I'm like, why, so I was like, I'm going to do what I need to do to be able to, like, take care of myself, and, like, live a nice life, but I didn't think that what that would be would be being myself, you know, or working for myself. That's it's just mad to me. I was going to say, you obviously saying that they, you had these heightened anxieties, and but you've done all these amazing things, and I guess you can look back and say, look. I, you know, I've, I've conquered a lot of those moments. Mm. But when you're in those moments, what is it? A, an eternal struggle? Uh, you know, you, when you're like, you obviously just co- like coming to the UK. That's a huge step to do a masters. Um, yeah, how how was that? A long gestation of thinking about that, or did was it kind of what well, I've just got to do it? Oh, it's always quite long. Quite frankly, I think I'm getting a bit better at it with time. Um, but, (laughs) um, when I decided to move, when I decided to move to LA, that was even tougher because I was like, you're going deeper into the fear of the thing that you're not good at. And I was like, you are good at comedy. You think, um, (laughs) you think, um, and it was just like, how is it going to go? What are the risks? And I I used to really struggle with indecision. I, I still kind of do. Um, oh, man. Uh, the person that I'm dating at the moment, it's so funny, the look in their eyes when they ask me what I want to eat. Because <laughs> I <laughs> don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. Um, but <laughs> I used to really struggle, and I'd go back and forth, and the fear would be crippling that I'd think about all the options. I'd run through all the options in my head so many times that, you know, it'd be like a week later, a month later, and I've not made a move in any direction. Um, so these these leaps of faith, they they took and they take so much energy 
Um, and what I'm learning to do now is to create space to listen to what my intuition and internal guidance is saying. And uh, I'm a spiritual person. Um, like, I believe that... Um, I believe that there's, like, a highest good for, like, my life. Mm. Um, and I try to align what I do with that highest good and with my idea of like purposes and sometimes with joy, you know, sometimes you just got to follow the joy. Um, and what do you feel energized about? Like, what are you, what are you keen to do? What are you excited to do? Um, so I think now I found a better like guidance system on how to make a move that feels truest to me but I didn't really know myself then and so it was hard to stay true to myself because I was like who is she and why is she always afraid (laughs) yeah I think it's I think that's really that's really beautiful to hear and it's it's true I think if you can be as true to yourself as possible I think you get the close you get the closest to whatever form of joy means to you I think but it's it's funny you're talking about like choosing meals and stuff because I'm I'm exactly the same and my wife is too. So we end up having this weird, like, choose-off thing where neither of us can choose anything. And the same with, like, watching something on Netflix. Who crumbles first? Who crumb like, who's like, oh, come on. We're just, well, we both we're crumble, have, but no one... We just have beans on I, toast. I'm trying to get better. I'm, <laughs> again, fifth time this week. I'm trying to get better at making a decision because I don't know about you guys, but, like, how good does it feel in that moment where you aren't sure mm. what to have and then you go... Right, pizza, tonight, whatever, pizza. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel so... It's, just, it's you, really lame. I feel so yeah. proud of myself in that moment that I made a choice. No, I hear you. It's like, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to stop using my brain energy and my emotional energy griping over this. Also, that freedom of going, and do you know what? If I start chewing the pizza and I don't love the pizza, hopefully... I will live long enough yeah. to have another meal. Yeah, because yeah, that's, that's the thing. In the moment, you, I, I weirdly feel like, well, I might never get to make this choice. I might never yeah. get to have Thai again. Yeah. I might never make to watch this movie I'll again. It's obviously ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never return to this restaurant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or it's just that weird. thing, or choosing a movie, you're just kind of like, oh, God, how am I going to spend the next hour and a half of my yeah. life? Exactly. Oh. I'm not even going to oh. watch it anyway. I'm going to be on my phone for most of it. Oh. So it doesn't even matter. Oh. What if it's bad? Oh, I started leaning into like when movies are bad and then just like turn it into like a bit of a hate watch where you're just like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've got to, I think. Yeah. Well, we intentionally, my my wife really likes Hallmark movies, but I think because Mm. they're bad. So we intentionally watch like Hallmark Christmas movies. Yeah. They all follow the exact same format. We know what's going to happen, but they're all terrible. But it's kind of like, yeah. I love going back home i love going back home to texas uh, around like christmas time because even though i don't go back with my um new partner right i still feel like i'm in a bit of a hallmark movie where it's like <laughs> oh she's yeah. back from the big town <laughs> yeah 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 oh what do you think you're fancy because yeah. you moved to the big town yeah, exactly. We're going to show you how uh, being back here is actually better than everything and else. what is it you yeah. do for a living? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, my God, I remember once I was, at, um, I was at a restaurant and someone who worked there was um, uh, someone that I went to high school with. And I just remember just, like, hiding from them. And I was like, this is the most, high, this is the most like, Hallmark movie <laughs> <Yeah>. shit ever. <laughs> Kima? We didn't know you were there. Hiding behind the menu. Yeah. Yeah. We heard you live in Europe now. (laughs) Yeah. What are you doing here? Are you sad? (laughs) Is your career unfulfilling? Yeah. Are you back for good? Yeah. yeah 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 and then you're like no no i can't be back yeah. for good i can never be back if i'm back for good i failed that's fun that's the plot <laughs> that's and the plot I... of every single Walmart movie <laughs> and you gotta fall in love with the guy that you didn't um give a chance before yeah, exactly and there'll be some sort of internal conflict because they will own some business that's taken over your family's farm yeah 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 and you hate each other Yes. That's just the plot of You've Got Mail. Or, 
It's just the plot of you've got mail, basically. Basically, yeah. yeah basically. <laughs> or like a humble woodchopper, but you're like you're a high powered attorney, and you're like, can I date someone yeah. who chops wood? <laughs> Our world could never become. Could I one. be with a woodchopper? <laughs> Maybe I want to chop wood. Maybe I'm tired of legal briefs. Oh, my God. Picking up an axe feels exhilarating (laughs) in the snow of my hometown. I feel like I think you've just written the next the next the next big one. The next huge one. And it would be called something like Chopping for Love. Yes, yeah. She used to be. (laughs) Your Honor, excuse me, Your Honor. My client wants to be adjourned for recess. (laughs) But now she's home. Oh, baby, do you want pancakes? Mm, I've never had food this good in the big city. Exactly. (laughs) She thought she was happy until she ran into. Hi, do you remember me? I chop wood now. Ooh, he looks so strong chopping that wood. No men like that in the big city. I'm also compassionate. <laughs> but initially, it's like, how I hate this guy that chops wood. Oh, he's, I can't believe he does Yes, yes, she always no, hates him at the beginning. Oh, God, he's the Ugh, word. He chops You're so sweaty. It's, yeah, He's so well, exactly. sweaty. Oh, exactly. I bet oh, you actually, can never hold your own at a black tie event. <laughs> cut to a fancy party. He's lumberjack. Wow. <laughs> He's actually quite a conversationalist. Oh. Yeah. oh, he's deeper than I thought. Oh my gosh. That's true. <laughs> Oh, but, well, that's it. Well, let's um, let's draw up a treatment and we'll uh, we'll pitch that. Yeah, we'll 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 love that. A thousand percent. Oh, a thousand percent. Chopping for love. <laughs> Chopping for love. Chopping for love. Yeah, next year's Gosh. hit. That'd be so good. I can't wait to watch Chopping yeah, for Love. Yeah, I know. I want to watch Chopping for Love now. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe I'll star in it. I'm bold. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do oh, yeah, that. You're the, you're the lead. I've got to attach myself, attach myself to the treatment. Yeah, yeah. exactly. exactly. I'm reclaiming. That's non-negotiable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So you can't have this brilliant idea unless you take me too. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, I'll be, I'll be like the, the the funny best friend or whatever it is, like the the crazy hey, best friend. Give yeah. him a chance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, it can't be that bad. But you're back in the city, so I I check in with you on the phone, yeah. And then you just show up because you could tell I was having a hard yeah. time. Yeah, but in the city, I'm always like in walking, walking either into a coffee shop, just got coffee, or walking into an office or out of an office. Yes. I'm always yeah. walking. Yes. I'm never sat. I'm walking, walking. You're walking. on the move because that's city pace. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly. city life. And then suddenly wow. I'm at the airport. In oh, this in is right in itself now, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. you're like, can you can you pick me up? Oh my god! And I'm like, they don't have taxis. What no, you want to pick you up from where? Yeah, exactly. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm at the airport. Oh man, this is. We've got it's a great notes. film. Yeah. 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 I can't wait to it. turn it off halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> no thank you what are you not chopping for love it's fucked oh, up oh man oh, Kima it's been uh, we, uh, an actual joy talking to you you're so easy to talk to it's been brilliant and this is uh, yeah, thank you thank you so much for having me and like um I think what you guys do with this is so nice. So I'm just glad to glad to be a part of it. Oh well, no, thank blank, you. Blank part for life, baby. Yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you, and thank yeah, just thank you for being you and being brilliant yeah. and, and coming oh, on. Well, we uh, we appreciate love you. Yeah. it. Oh, can I please plug my baby? Yes, absolutely. Of course, yes. Thank you so much. So, um, uh, since 2018, I put on this comedy show called the Femmes of Color Comedy Club, and we platform like women and non-binary and trans-masculine comedians of color, basically comedians of color who aren't cis men. And we took a break during the pandemic, and I needed to like focus on my own uh, career and shit. Um, but I knew that I wanted to bring it back because the community that I've been able to create by doing it was so beautiful and also like the beauty and community within like amongst the comedians like um the people that are sometimes 
tokenized so much that they never get to work together. Like recently we had Shazia Mirza and Ria Lina on and they were saying that for the first however many years of their career, like they never work together because what are you going to have more than one woman on? <laughs> what are you insane? You'll run out of women that way. Um, and so um, what I've done recently is uh, launched the Fuck It Up podcast um, where we have the like live shows and we have comedians do stand-up, but then we sit down and we have a chat with them. And what I've found, which I knew it would do, but what it's doing is um, giving you an opportunity to understand the minds behind the content a bit better. Mm-hmm. And I find that it quite... Um, it's quite endearing because I had um, one comic on, Erica Ehler, and I really love her. I love her stuff. It's really, like, edgy and kind of, like, saucy. Um, and we had her on, and people were like, oh, we don't know if we can laugh at this stuff. And then she sat down and spoke a bit, and you could see people just grow to love her. Mm, yeah. And I think we don't get that as comics. Like, people yeah. hear us do our spiel. They hear us do our, like, ten minutes or whatever. Um, but... They don't know, like, who we are or what we're about. Um, yeah, so I'm so glad to be making that. And um, it's called the Fuck It Up Comedy Club podcast, and it's out on all of the things. It's being co-produced by the Guilty Feminists, so I don't have to worry about fucking the sound up. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, yeah, it's been really beautiful. We've got some awesome episodes, and I'm just, like, yeah, really excited to share them and to, like, grow the community and also for people who don't align with say those backgrounds to be able to like hear from other people yeah it's amazing yeah i was going to just quickly ask you how what is it like for the comedians obviously they've they've performed a set and then they're talking to you Uh, that's quite must be quite a raw moment for them if they've just been performing yeah I think it's beautiful. So what we do, we have um, generally three comedians on on each show. So we have all three of those um, performances. And then I invite them back up to sit down and chat. And for me as the host, it's important that I um, create an environment off stage and on stage where they feel comfortable, mm. where they feel comfortable um, to share, but also where they know that like I have their back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes it's tricky, especially if on stage you're a character or if you're putting on like this kind of a persona or whatever yeah. um, to figure out like, who am I when I just chat? Yeah. <laughs> who who am I when I sit down and I take off a layer of the um, performativity? But um, we're still sat in front of a live audience, so there is this element of um, silliness and performance. But also, yeah. we've had some conversations that have gotten very beautiful mm. and very like raw. You know, people talking about um, divorce, people talking about being diagnosed um, with autism and coming to have a better understanding of themselves. Like just really beautiful stuff happening. Um, but also, uh, people talking about fucking Um, and i just think it's great (laughs) to have range (laughs) it's it's good to have range it sounds amazing no brilliant and it's great that you're doing it and when does it start did you say did you say when it started so um our first episode was out on july 12th july 12th 2022 so we put them out uh we put them out every tuesday uh and i'm excited for next tuesday's episode this oh oh it's just I, I'm just so glad to be able to share this stuff. I just feel bad for my parents and for everyone's parents, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll make sure we'll put links and everything in the show notes yeah. so people can find it. Definitely. But it sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah great. Thanks. No, so thank much. you so much. It's always yeah. a pleasure to speak to you, and thank you so much for giving us your time. Thanks, Kiva. Thank you. I hope you guys have a beautiful day.
Akima Bob on the Blank Podcast. What a fantastic guest. I, I, like, I like the ones that we get into it quite deep early on. Yeah, it's me nice. too. Yeah. It sort of means our guest is sort of ready to talk about things and, and open as well, which is lovely. And she, yeah, like, you know, ready to rumble. Brilliant. Ready to rumble. I yeah. like that. I think it yeah. shows that our guests sort of come to the podcast in the right sort of frame of mind. But she's so, I mean, we knew this from meeting her. She's so erudite and, and intelligent and talks so well. So I knew that you know, whatever we talked about, it was going to be an interesting episode. And, you know, she's so fun as well. So, yeah, yeah some lots of great stories in there. Um, you know, fascinating journey of how she got into comedy as well. And now doing some really, really important things as well. So we will do a link to her podcast and projects below in the show notes, of course. But, yeah, you know, it, it, took, it took us a while to get Kima on the podcast, but it's, it's been worth the wait. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, and they do so much stuff, you know, that's great. Yeah. And um, it's just brilliant to... Yeah, have her on and get to talk to her about what's going on. And yeah, just love it. And uh, yeah, big fan of everything they do. And yeah, I hope, uh, yeah, onwards and upwards. Absolutely, yeah. Onwards and upwards for us as well, because we'll be back next week with another episode, of course, on the Blank Podcast. Um, so thank you to Kima. Thank you to our patrons, of course, for their support. Don't forget, you can get extra content every week at patreon.com. It's quite a swift yeah. ending, isn't it? It's a bit actually, yeah. yeah. Just rattling it out, that Jim. Like, oh, God, let's get on with it. I'm, I must be in one of those mindsets today where I just, I don't know. What have I got to do? I've got to go to Oxford and do my, my previews. Right, yeah. In my you're... mind, and I'm feeling like I need yeah. to sort of get ahead with it. Yeah, things. just yeah. come on, let's rattle it off. Come on, let's. <laughs> well, let me do the Patreon out. link. So people can say one day and they want to get extra content from, from Kimo and from all our guests. <laughs> it's patreon.com, P A T R E O N.com slash blank podcast. Uh, and that's it. And thank you. Charles, you know, you're, you're, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be here. So, thank you. Uh, what, you mean the podcast or in life? Yeah, the pod, not in life. I mean, <laughs> yeah. well, I guess in, in life I'd be here, I'd be somewhere, but I wouldn't be doing it. Yeah, but it's doing, sort of making me out to be some sort of celestial being who's kind maybe of... Maybe you are. ...created. Yeah, you are. And we just, we created didn't know that. Funny enough, I was at BAM, I was at a BAM practice last night, um, and um, I started doing some... There's a song that's quite... Um, it's called Moon, and it's quite... Um, it is quite celestial. And I, I started doing this backing vocal. And I don't normally do singing very much. And, and it was quite out of body... It was like an out of body experience. Oh, wow. It was quite... I was hitting some quite weird notes. I, I want to hear what that sounds like. I, I'm not going to demonstrate, because I don't it's... think our, our listeners want to hear it. Luckily, it was kind of very low in the mix. Right. <laughs> I feel like they probably do, but I understand this maybe isn't the environment where you, you know, the no, same environment I don't know if I, last night. So. Yeah, I'd have to get this my guitar out and hit the note because that was another thing. I couldn't do it unless I heard that first note. Oh, so demonstrating it without any music was very difficult. Yeah. Can you send me? Can you can you mix it and send it to me on WhatsApp? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay, cool. It's quite weird. <laughs> I like weird. Weird's good. Weird is good. Anyway, is good. so I did feel quite, I've used the word again, celestial, because I, I felt a little celestial in that moment. That's good. It's good to feel celestial. That yeah. Is, that's a good feeling, surely. I think so. Yeah. Well, we hope our listeners have a celestial. <laughs> we hope you all feel very celestial after listening to this Whatever you do, we podcast. hope you hit the weird notes during the week because yeah. we'll be back next week with another episode, of course, on the Blank Podcast. Uh, but until then, stay celestial, everybody. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> stay, stay celestial. <laughs> stay celestial. We should get that up on a T-shirt. Yeah. Anyway, have a great week. Take care of yourselves. And we'll see you again soon. Bye-bye. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. 
This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.